welcome to the podcast, The Stories of Real Authentic Women. I'm Hannah. I'm Cass. And we are your hosts for Raw. Welcome back for part two of Cass's story. If you haven't already, be sure to listen to part one before you dive into this. Let's pick up right where we left off. My neighbor was very kind and she, you, she was like, you ask me, like, what do you want to know? She was never just telling me stuff. That's great. I was asking her and she would answer. And I didn't even know what I was asking. And so I kind of left it at that. And I was, it was about a month where I was just kind of sitting on this child's Bible story. And now we're at uh, February of 2021. And so... I was 33. And her husband was a pastor in in Colorado, and he was going to give a guest sermon at their church. They were going to, church was back in service, but you had to reserve a spot online and wear masks and all the the things when church was coming back. And she said, remember, we were going to go to church with each other. I was like, yeah. And I was like, I don't even know what our church is doing. Like I I didn't keep up with it. We just didn't do church for that whole season. And so I talked to my family. We're like, let's go watch our neighbor give a sermon. And at his sermon, I was on fire. My heart was on fire. I was in this brown sweater dress because it's February with a mask on. Thank goodness. I've never been more grateful to have a mask (laughs) on because I could hide under it. And it started from the beginning of service with these with the worship songs. And it was it was loud. And I was like, whoa. My, my thought was like, how irreverent. Like right. at, at the LDS church, you fold your arms, it's quiet, you There's can no hear a pin drop. There's no clapping. That's not a reverence. And they were people were just wearing jeans and hmm. hats, and we still dressed up because that's <laughs> all we knew to do. Mm-hmm. And we sat in the very back row, and I just the 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 words from these worship songs were like washing over me, and it was just beautiful. And there was just this this again, good goodness, and yeah. and almost like this is what I've been missing. This is where I'm supposed to be, like my whole life. And no one was even talking to me, and it was like. These were answers that were coming through these songs. So my neighbor gives his sermon, and I am on fire. I'm on. I'm sweating profusely under my sweater dress. Like I was sweating bullets, and I was stiff as a board. And it was everything was changing for me. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is true like this is this is who god is these the bible verses that were up on the screen i was like oh my gosh i've never read the bible like i've kind of been raised to distrust the bible almost it is the book of mormon and the doctrine and covenants that you go to um it was never it was never really about the bible or you can only read one version of the bible that's the Mm -hmm. trusted version of the bible and I grew up memorizing articles of faith, and I grew up memorizing other things. It was never anything biblical. Mm. And so 
I was just, and my, my sweet neighbor left me, everyone left me alone. Cause you know, you listen. And at the end, she's like, are you okay? And all you can see are my eyes, right? Cause I'm I got a mask, my hair's in front of my face. I got a turtleneck and sweater dress and I'm dripping in sweat. <laughs> it's so hot inside my dress and inside of me. And if I could explain my car experience where something was so wrong, a suffocating way, the complete polar opposite of a life-giving freedom, goodness Mm. washing over me, but like suffocating and hot, very hot. (laughs) It was hot. It was a hot spirit. And uh, I was kind of like a robot the rest of the day. And I go what'd you think to my husband? And he was like, yeah, it was good. I was like, I don't think I'm Mormon anymore. I I, I can't go back. I can't go back. And this was the, I knew I was different after that. And Mm so I re I had ordered a Bible. Um, and I, I went over to my neighbors that night and I just said, can you guys, how do I read the Bible? Where do I, where should I start? I don't even know. What do I do? And I was like, I was on, I told them what had happened. I'm like, I was on fire. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what just happened to me, but I'm different. And Mm -hmm. they were trying to help me understand like, well, you know, that was, and when he, so they did this at the end, the pastor, not my neighbor, but like the pastor of that church had said, you know, give your life. To, do you want to make Jesus your Lord and Savior of your life? And if you've never accepted him, raise your hand. We want to come pray with you, like the altar call. Yeah. I don't know what they call it. And I did that in I did that internally. Yeah. I thought I didn't feel safe that I could do it publicly yet. And, and especially like in front of my husband yeah. and my kids. Like I didn't know what was happening to me. But when he'd asked those questions, I thought, yes, a hundred percent. I do that. Mm-hmm. I do that. So I told them that I did that, but I didn't say it out loud. Mm -hmm. And they said, they told me like, Hey, you were just saved. Like that's, that's what, that's what it is. And I thought, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, what do I do from here? And they prayed over me and they just, I said, I feel so gross all of a sudden. Like, like I just feel so unworthy and I feel like dirty and, and, um, but I, I know that like, and I don't even know how to explain what, you know, but they were just saying like, that's just the Holy Spirit doing its work already. Like, yeah. like just making us, so making you aware of, um, we're all undeserving. Mm-hmm. We're all, we've all sinned. It's the sin you feel like mm-hmm. you're aware of just who, just who we are and why we need Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, so I just started reading the Bible from from front. I knew it wasn't chronological the way it was organized, yeah. but I was like, I'm just diving in. I'm just going to dive in. Oh my goodness, my sweet patient neighbors. Hours would I just text, <laughs> go over there. I don't understand. I mean, it started at Genesis 1. Like, right. What? This is different. <laughs> I learned this. I learned this. And so there, this began my journey and they had invited me to attend church with them. And I said, no, I know I need to walk this spiritual path on my own. And so 
I was like, how do I find like Christian churches in Utah? Like there's an LDS church house anywhere. Right. I can hop to one and fall over and trip into one. And, but like, so I did this church of, or this search of how to find, you know, where do I go to church? And this was the first time I was like, wow, there's a difference in what being a Christian means. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, I, I went to a bunch of different Christian churches for a year and I can't explain why none of those were where I was supposed to be. I just thought they're so great. This is they're teaching truth. This mm-hmm. is awesome, but this is just not where I'm supposed to settle in yeah. and and put roots in and and all these things. And so, but throughout this whole year of going to different churches, I I kind of became public with you know to my family, yeah. I guess public to my family of um, yeah, I'm I'm not Mormon anymore. I whoa. And I just, this began all the emotions of like, so I like to, someone once referenced it as pulling apart spaghetti noodles. Hmm. Um, so let's take, you know, even just what salvation is or the Trinity or, yeah. um, and pulling apart this spaghetti noodle of where, what is truth and what was what I was taught. Yeah. Because there is a layer of truth to most of what I was taught. And then it, it gets twisted. Yeah. It gets yep. mixed up to not be complete truth. And um, there's there's all these things that were kind of happening at the same time. Uh, and I just really dove into the Bible and I got jumped right into Bible studies. I would listen to podcast sermons all the time. Mm-hmm. I had a work from home job. Um, David Platt. He has helped hmm. just my faith. Yeah. Like, um, I would listen. So, I don't know. Shout out to David Platt. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I would just listen to these sermon podcasts and I was continuing to, and, and people would make comments to me like, well, what you're doing and going to different churches isn't any different than what Joseph Smith did. I was like, hmm. mm, it is because I'm going to the same. They're teaching the same thing. It's not different. It's just different buildings. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not different faiths. Like right. I'm not going to a different faith church every week. It's the same faith. It's just I'm not finding or feeling like I'm supposed to plug into that specific group. Yeah, I don't know how to explain yeah. it. And so I was about to give up. I had gone to this one church like three times. I was like, this is great. They're close. 10 a.m., love that time. They're super nice. This is just it. I'm tired of going to different churches. Mm-hmm. And people are just, they don't get it, I, you know, yeah. whatever. And, and it, throughout this whole year, um, there were comments made to me just about how, uh, you know, I'm just going through a phase or I'm being influenced by my neighbors mm-hmm. and it's all really the same thing, you know, but I was so solid. Yeah. I was so solid and I was learning more and more ever. I could not get enough. And then in a sermon, they had mentioned how when you become a new Christian, like there's something, there's like this fire in you for like two years and then that fire kind of dies out mm-hmm. and i was like not me <laughs> like, that was not gonna happen to me yep. this fire's in me forever mm-hmm. 
And so I, I remember when I hit my two-year mark, I was like, still on fire. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. So anyway, throughout this whole year, as I'm searching for a church and I'm just, I'm diving in wholeheartedly. I'm praying with my kids at night. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of questions. We're, we're talking through things. Um, and I ended up finding my home church, mm-hmm. which for our listeners, <laughs> you are actually also my pastor. Yes. <laughs> um, my the neighbor, yes, mm-hmm. my neighbor had actually had coffee with your husband, Chris, mm-hmm. and he had told him about Sego. And my neighbor was like, Cass, I know you're tired of different churches, <laughs> but go try this one. Like, I met him. Seems like it'd be a great fit. Just please go check it out. And just one more time. It's actually <laughs> just a block down from where you're going. It's 10 a.m. I was like, yeah, sure. What's well, one more at this <laughs> point? Whatever. But um, I valued his opinion on that. And so I went and it was the same good feeling. I was mm-hmm. like, this is it. It just boom. <laughs> and so I've gotten really good at discerning that feeling. Yeah. And I plugged in, filled out the connect card yeah. <laughs> and uh, never stopped. Haven't stopped coming. So my faith continues to grow, grow, grow. And uh, I took my kids in the summer of 2022 to a little Christian Bible camp outside Colorado Springs called Camp Elam. And uh, my two oldest daughters were saved at that camp. And uh, we've gone back. We went back last last year. And uh, anyway, so now here I am. Yeah. It's quite a, there's, I feel like I could go on for another hour. There's so many little themes. Yeah, there's so many tangents within the story um, that make it, yeah, I mean, it's it's an endless conversation that we can have. Totally. Within this, but I think, uh, you know, for the sake of time and also just hearing some things from your heart as because what you've walked through and I've gotten to see some of it and be a part of some of it. Um, there's the highs and the lows. There's the gut wrenching conversations that you've had to have with some, some people that are the closest to you. Yeah. Um, that don't go the way that you hope. Yeah. And then there's also these, divine moments that you've encountered and experienced where it's God saying, you're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. Follow me. Keep following me. Mm -hmm. And He reassures greater than any man's words could. And so, and you're, I would say, you know, another thing we haven't even touched on is that you actually took your name off the registry. I did, yes. Which is significant because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who have left the LDS church but have not jumped through all of the hoops for yeah. that. And and I think that's just another thing that you did to completely remove your heart and yeah and literally your name mm-hmm. as being um, connected to that. And I think that's powerful, but 
that was that was a hard process. There's been, YouTube. I mean, probably a, we could do another one on just <laughs> sort of the uh, fallout and response mm-hmm. from family and friends of leaving the church and mm-hmm. how I've even confused a lot of people that are like, well, I think it's awesome you left the church and like you still love Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um and just just comments and like when I took my name, when I got my name removed off the records of the church, I had some people be like, "Oh, you're serious." It's like, "Yeah, I'm serious." Yeah. And and some people don't like to talk to me about it. Um, some people like to talk about it behind my back. Right. Some a lot of people have assumptions that are incorrect. That's fine. Well, you got tattoos, Cass. So oh yeah. You- <laughs> Here you comes know. Cass in tank tops <laughs> co- with coffee and some tattoos. You I are mean, bad. Just what do you even do with that? <laughs> and that I did. I went and got some some tattoos that just remind me of uh, truth in yeah. my journey, and that I'm proud. And I and when people ask me about my tattoos, every single one is a conversation starter, and it points to Jesus, one hundred percent. And so I love how sometimes people ask and I'm like, and then they're like, okay, I did not Maybe know. Maybe I didn't want to know. <laughs> I'm like, and this one, I was like, do you want to know about this one? And, and so there's definitely been massive challenges mm-hmm. and uh, loss of friends. Um, I've lost trust with a lot of people for not being Mormon anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, uh, I like I know what I stand to lose in leaving. Yeah. And my husband and I are not on the same page spiritually and mm-hmm. that that itself is a whole other mm-hmm. thing. But um I'm following God. Mm-hmm. And he's worth everything I've lost or could ever lose mm-hmm. is nothing in compared to what I've gained. Yeah. In relationship with the one true God. Amen. And I have to gently, you know, like it's it's hard because, let me just say this as, as my outer piece is, um, a lot of people want to still think that, you know, we believe the same things. Mm-hmm. And um, it's hard because I don't know how to go into these conversations where I'm like, hey, listen, like I've walked your shoes as being Mormon. Like I know what the Mormon church teaches, yeah. but you haven't walked my shoes of, of leaving the church and all that comes with that. You know what I mean? And so I know what the Mormon church teaches and I know what the Bible teaches. Yeah. And it's not the same. Yeah. It's good. And so I feel like, but that is, you know, Somehow I'm just credited along the way because I left. But well, I think you know where you're at can encourage a lot of people who are asking questions. And I want to be really clear because I know this is your heart too. Mm -hmm. Both of us have friends, you have family that you love dearly. I have friends that I love dearly that are a part of the LDS church, yeah, and in no way. Do I want to disrespect their faith or their belief? We love them. They mm-hmm. love us. Mm-hmm. So this isn't a, 
Mormons are wrong, we are right. Just like we won't, we don't want our LDS friends to think right. we know nothing, they know everything. That's not the situation here. No. Um, this is just my my story, my experience, and with how the truth. God has changed. He he pulled me out of dead religion. Yeah. Um and the beauty of of knowing the God of the Bible. Yeah. And the truth of His Word, and f- knowing Him for the f- for the first time in my life, yep. and how He's He's enough. He's more than enough. He's everything. Amen. I am obsessed with God. Yeah, I love Him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now looking back, I I see His hand all over my life. Yeah. I see the way he was drawing me out. I see things that at the time didn't that was him all yeah. along and and I I received it and I was I responded to it and I'm so eternally grateful mm-hmm. to to him for that. Yeah. Forever. So just final thoughts, closing words. How would you encourage someone that um is in a similar situation, maybe to where you're at now, or maybe they've been internally, they're your 27-year-old self. Yeah. They've been internally asking questions and they're ready to maybe go more public with some questions. How would you encourage them? What would you tell them? Ask questions. Don't be afraid of asking questions. Mm-hmm. If something is not feeling right, there's a reason. Mm -hmm. And it could be God pursuing you right this second. That's right. Like if you're even on fire listening to this, Mm -hmm. should we just give out my phone number? Call me. I don't know. (laughs) Like let's get in contact here. Text Cass. Please. (laughs) Um, But listen, God is constantly pursuing people. Yeah. So respond to that. Be sensitive. Be soft towards that. And truthfully, like it's hard to even accept the possibility that that you could have been wrong your whole life. Yeah. Um, I've dealt with a lot of feelings of like, if I'd only known, like I I participated in these things unknowingly. I have believed and worshipped a wrong God and in and, and actually people of this mm-hmm. church. Um, but just pursue God above everything else. It's not about people. Yeah. It's about God. And I know it's scary. I know there's risks involved. But um, if you think about our life on earth is so, so tiny, so, so tiny. And if you're thinking eternally, if you have an eternal perspective, um, where are we going after this? Like, yeah. like ask questions. Uh, you know, let yeah. that guide you too. Is uh, where do you where do we want to be after this life ends? Yeah, right. That's cool that you kind of end on that because that is what I want to share. Some of my life changing experiences are with experiencing my dad, watching him in his final moments Mm -hmm. pass from here on earth to eternity 
and what I glimpsed, what I saw in that moment. And then just the next month, I got to see my best friend pass from here on earth into eternity, seeing someone go from a temporal to eternal destiny. And what happens in those seconds and how knowing, having the eternal not just the hope, but in that moment, hope turns into knowing. And yeah. I saw that. I saw that path. Like, there's no wonder, there's no question of where I'm going. There's complete evidence sitting in the hospital room, sitting in the bed, seeing someone going from heaven or from earth to heaven, mm-hmm. seeing their Savior. So I think that that is a great motivating factor for people to not just live with this, well, I hope I'm good enough, or right. I. I hope I'm doing everything right. right. That's everyone's desire. Everyone, yeah. I'm is to to be a good person, totally. to do the right things, to choose the right. Right. But we don't have to just wonder if. Right. We can have assurance. When we have salvation in yes. Jesus by His grace alone, we have. And, and He the is promise. the only way. Not yeah. all roads lead to God. Right. Jesus is the way. Yeah. The only way. And so... I thank you for sharing. Yes. Thank and you. I think if you listened to this whole um, story, thank you for listening. But if you're not, um, maybe you're, the dynamic isn't you're an ex-Mormon or, you, or you're leaving Mormonism. Maybe your dynamic is you just have questions about yeah. faith. And if yeah. this is you and you're listening, uh, just start reading the Bible. Yeah. The Bible is power and the Bible is truth. Get yourself a children's Bible. Start, Start at there. the beginning <laughs> and see what God will do. He, I love what you said, Cass, that He is always drawing mm-hmm. His children closer to us. Yep. And so if that is you uh, and, and you are curious about if God is real, He wants to show you that mm-hmm. He's real. And the best way to know that is by reading what He wrote about Himself. His so, Word is alive word. and active yes. and sharp. Amen. So, Cass, you did an excellent job. Thank you. Sharing your story. Welcome to Raw. <laughs> welcome to Raw. Um, thanks for taking time and listening to the podcast. Yeah. Be sure if you resonated with any piece of this and you want to reach out to us, we'll have some details of ways you can contact us yep. in the show notes. If you liked this episode, uh, we'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast. Yeah, show your love. Share this with your friends who it might encourage. Mm-hmm. If you have a story you want to share, Reach out to us. Reach out to us, yeah. And we'd love to connect. Until next time. Bye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that it was encouraging and blessed your life today. We just want to remind you that you also have a story and it matters. Go ahead and share that story with people in your life. If you also would like to email us to share your story and possibly be on the podcast, we would love to hear from you. So you'll find our email address in the show notes. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends and your family, and make sure you join us the next time. Until then, raw out. Raw out.